alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 60th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. We, uh, here in Minis- lovely Minnesota, we have experienced the uh, the cold weather about two days ago, and now it's humid out, so that's great. Uh, you remember that. How is uh, How yep. are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, it's going pretty well, actually. You know, the, uh, the pools opened up the other day and okay. going to the bar tonight. The shitty thing is we had, uh, hundreds in last week for a temperature and now we're uh, down into the eighties and nineties. So it's not exactly like as hot out as I'd like it to be to go to the pool, but I'm still enjoying the fuck out of it. So how nervous are you about going to the bars? Are you confident? Are you like a little worried? Are you, you feeling okay? I'm feeling good. I mean, I've been going to the grocery stores. I go to work every day. I'm not too worried about it. I went to uh, Menards the other day, which is a, uh, I I feel like it's a Midwest only hardware store. But anyway, uh, they have a masks only policy. I felt really weird. This is the first time I had done it. But you see the entire store jam packed full of people with masks on, you know, it's not so bad. But uh, it's the one thing I noticed is. When because I went with my sister, when you're in there and you're trying to talk to each other, it's very hard when you have a mask on. Oh yeah, I I haven't worn a mask at any time during this whole thing. So nothing, uh, none of them, none of your stores require it. Well, Costco does. Yeah, but that's pretty much the only one, and I don't wear one during work. So so I was gonna ask you. We we, we talked briefly last week about the. Uh, the protests in Michigan. Well, <laughs> I actually read a, a story this week, or I saw it, that they had arrested, I don't, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure it was a white supremacist group that had uh, planned an assassination of the Michigan governor. Really? Yeah. So, I did not hear that. Yeah. So I don't know what is going on over in Michigan, but like, Jesus, you don't need to kill the governor over it. Yeah, that is not the way to get things changed. That is that is the exact opposite thing that, yeah, I don't understand. If you want things changed, just honestly write a letter. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have well, to shoot people. I don't know. I don't know. It was something about uh, an assassination plot and they had arrested the people who were planning it and this and that. I don't. It was fucking. I don't know. That's wild, man. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Do they think that it's only in their state that this is happening? It's something that just their governor is responsible for? <laughs> Apparently, I I don't know. It you know, our governor uh cuz basically our st- our state's 
pretty close to reopening. I think on the 17th is the official date, but the only thing that's going to be closed still is restaurants and bars. But I didn't hear no assassination plots. The only thing was that's weird is for some reason the governor, he when he gives his speeches, you can tell he's reading off a script and yeah. it's kind of lame a little bit, but whatever. What are you going to do? Maybe he just maybe he's not good at shoot from the hip. Well, I think a lot of those politicians are just reading off a script, especially when you're giving up to the minute news on what your state's going through. If you even screw up a little bit, you'll get jumped on for it. Like, look at Trump. Trump rattles off the crazy, stupid shit that he does, and people jump on him for it. I think that's what everyone's worried about right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I saw a, uh, obviously, I've been enjoying the crazy people on the internet and their Facebook posts and everything, but uh, I saw one where they're they're trying to what was it? They're trying to create an organized forced opening in California, like in a few days or something. So they just said, if we all do it at once, the governor can't stop us or some shit. I am I don't know. People <laughs> going crazy, man. You would be surprised. <laughs> it's just like I was saying with that fucking. Uh, we were talking about Area Fifty One. Like raiding Area 51. Oh, they can't stop all of us. First thing I thought was, no, you'd be surprised. They can. <laughs> I feel like they have quite advanced uh, technology there. They could probably do what they wanted. God, that feels like it was years ago. It was only like, what, eight months, seven months ago? Yeah, and of course, like, what, three people showed up? Oh, yeah. Well, I could have told you. You know, only a few hundred might show up. <laughs> only a couple of them actually tried to run the gates, but... Well, anyway, should we jump into the Wiki World News here, Phil? Yeah, let's hit it. Oh, I'm going to mention this real quick. So, occasionally on Amazon for yeah, this podcast or Bumblebee podcast, I'll kind of just search for books or whatever to find uh, for research. And I was just curious, be like, huh, I wonder if there's like a how weekly world news got started or something. And they mm -hmm. found like this collectors. I don't even know. It has like all the best weekly world news stories in it. It's like a little collector book or whatever. It was like mm -hmm. six bucks. So I bought it. I'm like, this could be badass. Of course it has bat boy on the cover. Nice. <laughs> anyway. So let's, uh, let's start off here. We got a story from Madam Bennett's. Um, we'll start with, UFO pilot knocks out man and kidnap his dog. I think it's kidnaps. Uh, I don't know why it says kidnap his dog. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, it kind of sounds like when you get an email from a shady fucking, uh, like a third party consulting deal, it's spam. But <laughs> they use that broken English where they don't put on like endings to sentences. Uh, it's funny because I literally got a, I keep getting these spam emails allegedly from PayPal and they're so lazy, they literally attach it to, like, 50 other people saying your account's been suspended. Like, people can see that. You're not even trying anymore. Yeah. Well, it's – the funny thing is when you see, like, uh, like dating profiles and you click on their little bio deal and it's all in broken English and you're trying to figure out, is this just a really dumb girl or is it some Pakistani dude, like, trying <laughs> to pretend to be an American girl. chick? I want honest man, good-hearted dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's hear this story here. A fisherman claims that he was knocked unconscious by the strange power of a space alien 
who then kidnapped his dog and took off in a saucer-shaped UFO. Alan Morris of Bethesda, Wales, says he was fishing in the river went with his dog when he was startled by the approach of a ball of pulsating light. It hovered for a while over where I was fishing and then landed in a nearby field, he recalled. Moving closer with his dog to get a better look, Morris was startled when a hatch opened and a metal ladder dropped from the strange craft. Three beings with antenna on their heads climbed out. To my horror, I realized that they, mu they must have been at least seven foot tall with antenna and seemed to be carrying a bucket and spade each. The three creatures began digging when do uh, Morris's dog suddenly took off after them. Morris said he stood up to stop his dog when, for no reason, he suddenly blacked out. When he came to, Morris said the saucer and his dog were gone and only burn marks on the earth remained. So, seven foot tall, does that, uh, what are they called, the whites, tall whites? Do you think that's what those were? Yeah, uh, which ones are the tall ones? Tall whites are tall, the Norse are tall. And supposedly the greys that aren't the little robot greys, but the the smarter ones, the scientists, those are also tall, the tall mm, greys. Okay. So first hearing that story, I definitely think it could be a new History Channel show <laughs> <For> featuring because <sure. laughs> you said that they were uh, had spades and shovel or shovels and buckets. So they must have been panning for gold. I get. Yeah, that or they're going to bury someone's body. One of the two. Yeah, a few years ago, it was uh, all about people who were searching for gold was all the rave for those mm, reality TV shows. Right. I Right. I forgot about that. All right. Let's Definitely. do a real quick one here. Uh, this is Teen Startles Bigfoot Creatures. All right. <laughs> a six where, they, where they happen to be in the back of a car at the time. I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> a 16-year-old youth out hunting for deer says he was startled by the sudden appearance of three Bigfoot creatures. John Pelfrey of Bedford, Michigan, says one of the creatures was at least six foot tall, but its two companions were easily over seven feet tall. When the mo monster spotted uh, the teen, they turned and ran off, the youth said. Pretty quick and easy there. Apparently, this 16-year-old's too badass, and he scared three big feet. And they got the fuck out of there. Yeah, it sounds like he interrupted maybe a family picnic. I guess. They... I guess. I don't know. What? I Is six foot? That seems like a small Bigfoot. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking that maybe uh, it was a like an uh, adolescent Bigfoot with the two parents. Well, this magazine dropped in 81, so maybe this was like, uh, I don't know, the... Los Angeles Lakers at this time or something. <laughs> it could have been. It's just this their, also their could basketball have, this team. also what's that? It was just their basketball team taking a trip. Yeah, maybe when they had some of those tall Eastern European fellas on their team. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of reminds me of uh that uh Patreon episode that you guys did. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe his real name is Maggie Lent. And it's that not actually be. John Pelfrey. Well, it could be John Pelfrey. Is maybe it's just writer's names Maggie Lent, and he just decided to write Bigfoot erotica. His pseudonym. That yeah. story did sound like it was written by a dude. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, Phil, let me have you take the reins and take us into the 
The whole reason we're here today for a conspiracy or weird story or whatever, whatever you got in plan for us. All right. So have you ever heard of the Hushka Castle in the Czech Republic? I don't believe I have. So it is thought that the Hushka Castle was built by the order of Bohemian King Adekar II at some point in the mid-13th century, or possibly by his father, King Wenceslask <laughs> I, earlier in the early 1200s. Man, these Bohemians and their weird goddamn names. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more So more of the sites that I found said that it was po- most likely Otacar II. But there was a couple that did say King Wenceslas. Okay. All right. Now, are you going to go into who exactly these men are? Uh, no, not at all. That's where it ends okay. for them. Okay. Well, do you know a quick synopsis of like what they're just kings basically or just important figures back then? People of power. Yeah, so so Bohemia was one of the little kind of like city states in the Holy Roman Empire. It was fought over between Holy Roman Empire, like Hungary, Austria, all of those countries. It's just a tiny little little kingdom, basically, is what Holy Roman Empire was made up of. Uh they're not very important to this story. They're just the ones who created this castle. And I'll tell you why they may have created this castle in a little bit. Okay, perfect. So most forts or castles are built within range of a reliable water source, a trade network. Uh, Also, most importantly, they're built in a highly strategic location. Oddly enough, however, Hushka Castle wasn't built with any of these requirements when it was erected. Now, water sources are so far from the castle that rainwater had to be collected from the roof and collected in a large stone vat in the middle of the courtyard. And there were no walls built to protect the occupants from invaders. Okay, so they're doing like a Bear Grylls style of collecting water then. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> they they definitely, if they built this for any reason other than what I'm just about to get into, they definitely shit the bed. They could, meant for it to be out of the way and unsupplied. Could he have built it strictly to take his mistresses to? That's actually a pretty good point. Um, <laughs> so when the when it was built, it was actually built pretty bare bones. They didn't even have a kitchen. There was nothing there. They just built this fort. So throughout most of history, the castle has remained unoccupied and was at times left in total disrepair, only to later be renovated and once again abandoned. Hmm. Okay. So there's something something weird about this. Oh, definitely. I'm going to get into that right now. So according to legend, Hushka Castle wasn't built to keep any sort of enemies out. Instead, however, it was meant to keep something dark inside. Oh, okay. So that makes me wonder if this thing was around on the land before the castle was built or what? Oh, yeah. It very much was. Okay. So underneath, on the land where the castle's chapel was built was a hole that is said to have had no bottom. Now, this hole is thought to be the gateway to hell, and legend has it that strange animal-human hybrids would crawl out of this hole and stalk the area. There were also said to be creatures with dark wings that would come out of the hole and fly above the entire area. Damn, that's spooky. Did you happen to check out the Hellier show on Amazon? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. 
after this recording, if you're bored over the weekend, I would uh, watch it a little bit because it's kind of reminding me of this. It's a quote-unquote documentary series that they're chasing these little goblin things in Kentucky or something, right? Like a cryptid. And it starts leading in this, like, really fucking weird hole where they think the Mothman's connected and all of this shit. And kind of the form you just mentioned reminds me of a Mothman, kind of. Okay. I have one question for that. If you are in Kentucky and you are chasing (laughs) around these strange little creepy goblins, how can you tell them from other just normal run-of-the-mill Kentuckians? You know what? I think it's the shade of their skin. Could be wrong, or is it possible that these little goblins can read? And if you spot one <laughs> reading, that's the dead giveaway. <laughs> uh, you, I think what you do is if you see a goblin and you see a citizen of Kentucky, you say, the wildcats suck. If they attack you, they're from Kentucky. If they don't attack you, they're probably just goblins. And they're decent hearted folk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask if they know Jimmy Dar and if you'll, you'll know immediately. And if they go yeehaw, then they know yeah. Jimmy Dar, and it's a Kentuckian. <laughs> <laughs> so legend has it that the chapel was built over the hole to contain the creatures in hell and to prevent the demonic forces from terrorizing the earth. Now, of course, building a chapel and having it consecrated would mean that anything coming out of the hole couldn't step on the ground above it. Okay. There is actually a uh, an okay movie written by, uh, uh, directed by Dario Argento and written, I believe, that uh, kind of has the same premise, if I'm being honest. Like, basically the movie is the Templars come in, kill all these people, put a church over top of them, because it's like they're witches or whatever, and it prevents them from wreaking havoc on the earth. So, oh, uh, yeah, that's kind of what it's reminding me. Obviously, these are... I don't, demons or, I don't, I'm not really sure what they are yet. Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit, but that actually might have been kind of taken a little bit from this. Uh, I know the Templars were pretty big in that area of Europe, so. I wouldn't be surprised. The chapel is actually dedicated to the Archangel Michael, who of course defeated Lucifer and banished him to hell. There are also many frescas featuring the demonic legends of the area before the chapel was built, and saints renowned for fighting demons. Hell yeah, that's that's actually pretty metal. I'm not gonna lie, Phil. Yeah, they're pretty simple, like wall art, but they're pretty cool to look at. The frescas also feature dragons and a left-handed female centaur archer, which wasn't exactly part of Christian lore at the time of the building. Okay. And a centaur is a half-man half horse chimera from ancient mythology <laughs> from ancient mythology and left-handedness was considered to be a sign of evil at the time i was going to say you said something about it hadn't reached christianity yet or whatever i thought maybe you're going to say that the the people being scared of left-handed people wasn't in their lore yet or whatever you know what oh, i mean oh no it was it was definitely definitely okay All yeah right. they thought that left-handedness was evil and that was up until, surprisingly, not too long ago, <laughs> that that was thought to be. To be fair, if you're a left-handed pitcher in MLB, you're basically set because there's so few of them. So maybe, maybe it has something to do with that. Did they have baseball in the 1300s? 
Uh, I believe they did not. I was also <laughs> going to say, if you are a left-handed quarterback in the NFL, you are basically fucked. Okay. What about Tim Tebow? Wasn't he? He was, but he was he was pretty well. No one wanted him. That was for other reasons than him being left-handed. If you're left-handed quarterback in the NFL, they basically have to change around the entire playbook. They have to flip it so that everyone can, you know, work with you. You know what's funny, actually, or ironic, is that Tim Tebow's obviously an extremely Christian man. The followers way back when, whatever, uh, probably would have killed him. Oh, definitely, but the Christians nowadays love the fuck out of him. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So before the construction of the castle, prisoners who had been sentenced to death were given the option to be lowered into the hole in an exchange for a full pardon. And this was to see, first of all, if there was a bottom, and also, what exactly was down there. Okay. All right, this is basically, uh, like, evil, no, Army of Darkness. Have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It's been a while, but... (laughs) They lure them in that pit, and if they survive, then they get out. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was wondering, would you take that deal if you were sentenced to death, but you knew the local legends about this hole? Okay, so your options are either go in the hole or they're going to kill you? Yes. I. You might as well go in the fucking hole. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. So as the workers lowered the first man into the hole, they heard horrible screams coming from that prisoner. The men, hearing these screams, quickly raised him back to the surface. After the man was brought to the surface, his hair had turned white, and he appeared to have aged 30 years. And some sites say that he aged 60 years, but most of them say 30. Okay, so what did he, what what could he, he have possibly seen down there? Well, the prisoner claimed that the hole was full of half-human, half-animal hybrids. And they were basically covering, like, the walls of this hole. Legend has it that the fear, just from seeing this, aged him and broke him mentally. He ended up dying two days later in a mental asylum. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so what could be down there? Is it Barry Satiro and all his eggs, maybe? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to think of a movie or a TV show that would terrify you enough for that, but I nothing was hitting me. Nothing was coming to my head. Oh, yeah. Could be uh, like one of those Kardashian-style shows or the Jersey Shore. There was just a bunch of people from New Jersey down there. I was getting, Maybe it was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Possibly. <laughs> if there was people from New Jersey down there, he would have been brought up with like all sorts of bronzer. <laughs> like sprayed all over him. Yeah, He'd they would have, have definitely... From that. He wouldn't have had white hair. They would have definitely dyed it or something. Dyed it and spiked it into a douchey fucking, like a foie <laughs> thing. <laughs> After hearing about the story of the prisoner becoming crazy, basically the king at the time, and whichever king could be either one, began the construction of the castle and the chapel. There were also other reports of demonic appearances around the hole, and even stories of locals being abducted and taken to the hole, being dragged down into the depths of hell. Okay, so he, so maybe the king's doing something responsible then. Instead of just feeding prisoners in there, he's he's going to try to stop it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is weird that you hear a story where a king actually does something good and doesn't just fill his fat face. Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking about, what, two weeks ago where it's like King James actually took part 
in writing literature and doing all this, you know? Yeah, exactly. So during the Thirty Years' War in the 1600s, after the Swedish army invaded the area, an officer named Oranto occupied the castle. Now, he is said to have practiced the dark arts and was trying to become a mortal himself. Orianto's experiments were also said to have involved a black hen. Bla- like chicken? Yeah, like a, like a chicken. Okay, all right. Um, you know what I... <laughs> uh, that reminded me, so I, I talked about it on Bumblebutt watching the, uh, the movie The Wailing, and the Japanese guy who's doing his little spells or whatever, he specifically has black chickens that he's like doing his little spells with kind of interesting are black chickens supposed to be eviler or what i don't know when i was in guam uh last year there was a shit ton of like these wild black chickens uh i don't know if i send the picture to you i sent it to a buddy that i work with because he always talks he always calls chickens yard bird Mm, (laughs) okay so i sent him a picture of these chickens with black feathers that just roam around people's yards and they attack you if you get too close but apparently that's like a pretty common thing in uh florida just wild chickens running around everywhere oh that's a crime in crime in sports they talk about the the black they talk about the wild roosters in tampa (laughs) and (laughs) they talk about tampa being a shithole like we talk about pittsburgh being a shithole but (laughs) even though neither of us have ever been to pittsburgh yeah, I just imagine it's a shithole. <laughs> but <laughs> so because of the rumors of this mysterious actions and dark practices of Oronto, legend says that a group of hunters fired arrows through the window and killed Oronto. And Oronto at the time was supposedly trying to create the elixir of life. Uh, his ghost is also said to still haunt the castle to this day. Okay, is the elixir of life, I assume that's supposed to be like a immortality potion yes it's uh it's kind of like this legendary i think alchemists were also trying to create it anyone like magicians were trying to make it it was gonna make you immortal okay all right i bet instead he he from the darkness of that hole he actually accidentally uh conjured up the super metal band druid what do you think yeah it is possible I don't <laughs> this know. Is where George- it might have been a few centuries early but <laughs> so yeah uh Oh, and this story, I didn't mention it really. I fast-forwarded a little bit. So the construction of the castle, like I said, was in about the mid-1200s. This all took place during the 1600s. Okay, the Swede- the the Goldilocks from Sweden casting his evil spells or whatever. Yep, the Swedish magician Oranto is from the 1600s. And I'm, I'm going to fast-forward in a little bit also it's to ca- later on. But it- these are just kind of some of the legends of the castle throughout the centuries because this sent this castle is obviously 800 years old so well i'm i i don't even know if you would know but like when i think of scandinavians say like uh, the swedes Finns, all that um would would they have still been practicing like pagan stuff around this time not pagan uh they weren't officially pagan i don't believe but I mean, they have a lot of their culture coming from, like, the Norse. Yes, maybe that's what I'm thinking. I guess nowadays, I I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like they kind of lump them into pagan beliefs. But, yeah, uh, you're probably right. The Norse stuff, and they have a lot of, like, really dark gods and stuff. 
Oh yeah. Um, there's also really like the practicing of like the dark arts, practicing of magic, all of that. It's not like it went away with Catholic, like Catholicism, like busting in and Christianity, like a lot of that stuff still held out. And that was in pretty much every single country. Okay. I got a conspiracy theory before you move forward here. What if this Swedish man made the life potion, Barry Satiro came out of the hole drank the potion and now he's immortal it could be i mean <laughs> he does keep looking younger and younger every year so or maybe it was uh nick cage or keanu reeves or vanna white one of them jay-z His apparently dark, obama's dark disciple keanu reeves <laughs> <laughs> nick cage i can see nick cage nick cage came from this hole i feel like oh yeah he could be Aranto himself I wouldn't doubt it. I gotta say, though, man, those archers shooting and killing this guy through a castle walls. uh, Sharpshooters right there. Oh, yeah, they hit him through a window. Oh, God. So during World War II, from 1938 to 1945, the Nazis occupied Hauska Castle. Now, there are a few different theories concerning why the Nazis would occupy this building, none of which are for strategic purposes. Well, we, I mean, we know Nazis love occult stuff. Yep, and that's basically all of the theories. So it's very well known that the Nazis were very into the paranormal. The first theory is that the Nazis were very interested in the legends surrounding the Hell's Gate and the dynamic beings that were said to inhabit the bottomless hole. And the Nazis may have even been trying to communicate with the beings underneath the chapel floor. I mean... I could see it isn't a real confirmed famous story that they had like a group of psychics, I think, or mediums or clairvoyants or something that they'd like put together and try to communicate with extraterrestrials. Yes, they had a whole wing of the SS that was pretty much dedicated to the search for paranormal (laughs) uh, beings, objects, relics, anything. They went all over the world. To try to find this shit. Uh, do you know specifically what they were doing here? Or they just you just kind of know they were occupying it? Well, that's part of the problem that I'm going to get into in a little bit. Okay. All right. So when the Allies, and specifically the Russians, began to close in on Prague, which is about 30 miles south of the Hoshka Castle, the Nazis abandoned the castle and are said to have burned all of the evidence of what they were doing inside. And this was to either hide their crimes of war, or to keep their research from falling into the hands of the Allied scientists. Interesting. Okay. So it's like the uh, the beginning of Hellboy, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Like, uh, <laughs> also Indiana Jones, it makes me think of. Right. How the Nazi scientists were basically out there just trying to find any paranormal thing. And then, uh, of course, Indiana Jones thwarts them at every fucking turn. He's got a whip. You you can't fuck with a man with a whip. That's true. He's got the whip and the hat. (laughs) So the second theory is that the Nazis used the site in their genetic experiments, trying to study the animal-human hybrids to be able to create their own chimeras. Okay. All right. You know what? I feel like people are still trying to do this, to be honest with you. Yes. And they actually, in history, they were trying to create, like, new species of animal. They were trying to bring back an ancient, like a cow, uh, 
and that cow still does exist to this day. They they basically tried to breed all of the cows like with the characteristics that they wanted to get this gigantic fucking cow. Okay, is are you saying this is where like Kobe beef comes from? No, not quite. <laughs> it's just a cow that's a big motherfucker that they wanted to feed their growing empire with. I yeah, I get. What if they made a cow, but it was chicken meat inside of it? <laughs> it was like uh, like what's that fucking turkey bacon where they put like the white <laughs> yeah. meat on top of the dark meat? It's just chicken and cow meat mixed together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very be, lean though. I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd want to mutate a cow because we're we're Midwestern boys. I love beef. Beef is like probably by far my favorite. Oh, yeah. I miss the uh, the real shit you can get from the, the local, like the lockers back home. I'm, I'm eating mostly shit from like Safeway and it tastes like it's glued together. Like the cow <laughs> was sick when they cut it open. Ah, that's not great. Yeah. So the third and final theory was that they were there for the purpose of eugenics. To create the new Aryan race, which they consider to be superior. And they would use the knowledge gained from studying the hybrids to enhance their own genetic engineering. Okay, I mean, if we're being fair, this is definitely not out of the realm of possibility for the weird shit Nazis were doing. Yeah, I mean, these are all just theories. There's also theories where they were bringing prisoners of war there to experiment on them and this was because of its extremely remote location it would be a good place to hide shit well here's a real question like say when the nazis were there when they built the chapel on top of is like the hole just completely filled in like is it just filled to the brim with bricks or something like what so the hole is covered by the chapel floor but couldn't you open the chapel chapel floor and get into the hole Yes, I suppose you could, but it doesn't look like they did that. Because uh, the original, I've seen videos and pictures of it, and it looks like the original floor is still there. Of course, I mean, they might have redone the floor just to make it look like it was never opened in the first place. I feel like we need to start a uh, GoFundMe page so Subliminal Deception can buy this castle, and then we can open it up and see what the hell's down there. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy. Um, I do have a theory, which I'm going to share like at the end to what kind of like what I think this all is, but that would be really interesting if a TV show was given permission to open that back up and see I what just, the fuck was down there. I, well, is it okay? I don't know if you're going to get into it, but is it confirmed there's actually a hole there? It's not really confirmed anywhere. Basically, no one's ever tried to send a camera down that I've seen. I was searching to see if they had done some kind of like satellite imaging to see underneath the foundation. I couldn't find any of that. Well, I mean, I mean, we certainly have the technology for them to be able to tell if there's a hole there without like, you know, tearing it apart. Yeah, definitely. It would be interesting to see that. I mean, there have been TV shows. There's been documentaries that have visited there. Um, but I'm not sure if they've ever done it either. Huh. Interesting. Well, in America here, I don't know if you're familiar with Zach Baggins. We should send him over there. Oh, I'm sure he would make up his own shit. He'd probably do it all in a fucking studio. <sighs> that guy is out of this fucking world, man. Jesus. Yeah, I can't. Some of those shows I can't fucking stand to listen to. But. <laughs> well, 
it's like so his show's mainly on Travel Channel, right? And basically, since there's no sports or anything, I just kind of leave it on there when I turn the TV on, even if it's on the background. And his show, Ghost Adventures, or whatever his other crazy fucking show is, is just like this dude is insane. Like I know yeah. he's making up most of this horse shit. Like he's he's being possessed and all this, and then his weird little co-host pretends like demons are going in and out of his head and it's just like all right all right guys we can you just do a legitimate paranormal investigation and not just make up shit yeah they love that money that's the problem yeah i know i just do a real paranormal investigation don't you're tainting the waters with this horse shit of theatrics you're putting on well isn't he one of them that they think might be a show oh he's a hundred percent a show yeah that's what i thought so today, as far as Hushka Castle goes, there have been reports that a human-animal hybrid may be stalking the grounds of the castle. And this hybrid is said to look like a mix of a human, a dog, and a frog. A frog. Okay. Yeah, that one fucked me up a little bit. So I'm sure you've heard of, like, I don't want to say a werewolf, but, like, the dog man. So if we're thinking of this creature, is this, like... I'm not sectioning of the bodies, but like a uh, amalgamation of like it's a human upright human that looks like a dog that jumps around like a frog. I maybe has frog legs. I don't. That's the only part of the frog you'd really want is the legs. I'd assume. Yeah, I don't exactly know how it's sectioned off, but that's where I found a few different places that were saying looks like a human dog frog mix. So. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Huh. So it's also said that cars will not start if they are parked too close to the castle. Apparently, there's something with the castle that drains modern car batteries. It's interesting that this is wrapped up in this because from all the cryptid things that I've researched and talked about or whatever, like this seems to be a very common trope with like encounters with a cryptid is like you're electronics quit working yeah not like an emp but if there's like those electronic waves the what's the thing that they use for ghosts where they try to figure out like if it's magnetic frequencies oh, coming uh, in electromagnetic field yeah that um there was actually a video i saw where they took one of those inside of the chapel and they were recording all of these spikes in the magnetic waves and they were also hearing like screams and Chickens and dogs barking and shit. Huh. Well, I can't, I don't know about presently, but is there like electronics wired in it or is it like a historical site or what? I'm not exactly sure. I know that you can only tour this castle during the day and I didn't really see any, anything like you would see like modern electricity really in the castle. I mean, I would assume if it's that old, they probably like didn't want to load it up with all that stuff and kind of just preserve the history of it. Kind of just left it like it is. You just kind of can walk through it or whatever. Yeah. Or you just kind of have it open during the day and don't really fuck with it at night. Yeah. That's interesting, though. Huh. Yeah. So screams can be heard coming from the surrounding woods. That's also kind of the little, like, the lore of the grounds. Okay. Like... I'm assuming more of a ghostly scream, not necessarily like a scream coming from the hole or something. No, this is coming from the surrounding woods. And like they say, it's kind of sounds like a screech. Hmm. So it could be a creature, technically. 
if, yeah, there, if there is creatures from the hole, it could be one of them, possibly, maybe. Yeah, it kind of sounded like that's what it was getting to, like it was coming from a creature. Okay. So inside the castle, screams can be heard coming from underneath the chapel, and these screams happen mostly at night and reverberate through the chapel floors. It is also said that if you listen very carefully, sometimes you can hear something that sounds like scratching coming from the bottom of the floor. So it's almost like it's coming from the hole to underneath where the floor is. It really makes you wonder, okay, let's just pretend this hole exists with these creatures in it. What was preventing them originally from coming out of there? And what is preventing them from still breaking through the floor or something? You know, you know, like, what would it be that they can't come out of there? Is it like light? Is it like, you know what I mean? Well, I think before the castle and the chapel was built, these things were able to come out of there and roam free, freely. Uh, now, what's keeping them inside the hole is supposedly this chapel, which is sacred ground. It's a church. Like a holy barrier. They yeah. They don't want to come out of there. Okay. They can't escape when there's the door on top of their gateway is sealed with a holy door, pretty much. Well, what would they have been eating this whole time? Each, each other? Like, you know. I don't know if they eat if no. they're from hell. If they're from no. hell, supposedly. I don't know if they eat. See, I think this is the problem. My brain is instantly thinking, like, if if this was a new creature, a cryptid or something, people back then that day would just assume it's a demonic creature, not just something else. That's true. I have no idea what's feeding them. I suppose Gordon Ramsay could be going there with some delicious uh, fried human meat, <laughs> but that's just speculation. It could be. It's funny. I, I don't, I'm going to talk at the very end of this about the relation to Hellier a little bit, but uh, continue on, Phil. So there are uh, said to be other poltergeists that haunt the castle. There's an apparition of a headless man that has been reported strolling through the courtyard by many different people, some even claiming that blood is seen spouting uh, out of the headless apparition's neck where his head should be. Oh, that's spooky. Yeah. So getting into kind of current history when it was opened up, the castle was reopened to the public in 1999 and has been under renovation ever since. Apparently, you can visit the castle today and take guided tours, even stay overnight if you get special permission. Okay. All right. Well... I know I would certainly do it. Oh, yeah, I would definitely do it. Uh, there are some stories that I didn't really include of people throughout history who have stayed there throughout the night. And uh, one of which was the future leader of what would become Czechoslovakia after the Velvet Revolution. It's pretty interesting just to know that that is a place that you can stay, even though there's all that weird shit that goes on there. I'm going to guess that you can only stay there if you're like a TV crew or something. Like, I don't think we could. Well, maybe we could submit an email and be like, look, we're a podcast from America and we want to do a special on the ground report of staying here. Will you allow us? Yeah. Just tell them that we're big shots. Yeah. Just tell them you're American. That should be your golden ticket into <laughs> anywhere, even though it's usually the hand in your face. But <laughs> We're American? Oh, well, you can get the fuck out of here, then. We'll bring you two cheeseburgers. How does that sound? <laughs> In-N-Out Burger, we'll bring it to you. Uh, but the, uh, I don't know, man. Something about this whole story just really perplexes me. Like, I'm really curious about 
if there's actually a hole under there. Yeah, I mean, I would really like if I couldn't find it, but it would be awesome to see if they actually did the ground penetrating radar underneath the stone to see if there was dirt underneath it, if they could find like a a void. I mean, to be okay, if we're being completely irrational here, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility that it could be a cave system or something under there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's these giant chasms all over the earth. Everyone thinks that they're bottomless pits, but that's just because they go down for miles and miles and no one wants to go down there well, or has. Okay, since I, I assume we're basically at the end here. So the reason I'm saying you should watch Hellier, now I will openly admit I wasn't, I was kind of watching it in the background while Bianca was watching it because she she was really involved or she was deeply invested with the show now, my partner, uh, Adam, from Bubba Podcast, has watched the show, and Bianca's partner, Ashley, from Creeper Real, has watched the show, and they're all really into it. And the interesting thing is, is it's these creatures that supposedly live in these caves. I think they're leaning towards they come out of the earth or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so it makes you wonder if that was an actual thing, that these creatures live underground or whatever. What if they could be some weird creature that lives underground here as well? I have seen, there are different memes that I've seen of people connecting the disappearances of humans with all of these weird cave systems and where they open to. Yeah, I mean, essentially that's what that show is, I guess. Uh, It gets really, to me, really extremely wonky from the pieces I've seen, but I think... If you're bored, check it out. It's uh, it's kind of interesting. Make it gets you wondering, but again, it's a documentary, so it's one sided, and that's kind of the point of it. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Modern day, they're reporting all these creatures coming out of a cave, and supposedly there's a big ass hole, which is probably really a cave or a sinkhole or something. That uh, maybe there is something down the creatures aliens who the fuck knows oh definitely yeah i mean mythology throughout forever has said that anytime that there's like a an opening to the underworld or a cave system it always correlates to one of these like a real place on earth that is an opening uh just into the earth like a chasm or a cave so yeah it's crazy it always reminds me of especially hellier like your green kids story yeah I it, I don't know. That's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard little green beings coming out of this cave or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so. yeah, that's that too. The little and they claim that they were from an like an alternate dimension or whatnot, the center of the earth. Right. I don't know. Makes you wonder. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh. So like, kind of talking about that, the history before like Christianity got to this area. Paganism was obviously really big uh, with the Germanic tribes, and they have, like, they think that the legend of hell, like the opening towards hell, is actually from pagan mythology and goes way, way back, like thousands of years back, like to this area that where these stories come from. I could definitely see it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would really like to look more into that, like it's not really anything that's written down and Christianity destroyed a lot of the pagan artifacts everywhere they went to, which is kind of shitty. 
but... Well, I mean, Greek mythology had hell, too, right? They had Hades. Un- well, Underworld, whatever. Yeah, the Underworld. Hmm. And they had Heaven, which was the elite, like the Illusion Fields or whatever, however you say that, and Hell, which was the Underworld. Oh, it's... <sighs> This is how ingrained we are. Every time I hear Hades, all I can think about is that blue fucker from the movie Hercules. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what I thought of. So uh, basically, just to kind of round this out a little bit, as I mentioned, guided tours can be taken and they are taken during the day. Uh, Because of the many renovations over the last 800 years, the castles really changed a lot. Uh, I did find a review of the castle that claimed that a room full of creepy dolls uh, the man apparently had visited the castle a year before, and he gave it a five when it had the creepy dolls because he was freaked out so much. Apparently, they changed that room to be uh, just old bicycles. Hmm. So he only gave it a three after that. Okay. Why, I wonder why the hell they had a room full of dolls. Yeah, apparently this was actually a castle that later on was actually like an, a residence. So if some weird rich person wanted a room full of creepy dolls, they put it there. It was also a hunting lodge, so there's also rooms that are just full of like dead animal trophies and dead animal skins. And hmm, it's interesting. Well, I, to be fair, my uh, my dear uh, past grandmother had uh, in her upstairs house. You probably had seen it before. That room of creepy dolls. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> fucking have nightmares to this yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> the full of those creepy porcelain dolls. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember she liked to, she was a collector of many, many things. I think some of those rooms were completely full of stuff. You can say hoarder, it's fine. She was a hoarder. Yeah, she (laughs) was a hoarder. (laughs) The the downstairs looked nice. It it was just the upstairs that was full of crap. (laughs) I I know, that upstairs still creeps me out. Yeah. So I should also say that Hushka Castle has been used for meetings by UFO enthusiasts and other paranormal investigators since opening two decades ago. See, I could, yeah, I could definitely see that with all the lore attached to this thing and like the mystery surrounding it, it's going to attract U- uh, UFOlogists and paranormal people. Hell, it's a, if I was remotely close to this thing, I would check it out in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, totally. I wish when I was in that part of Europe, I would have actually known about it and maybe took a train there because I think I could have, when I was in Germany, I could have taken a train one of those three weekends I was there. That would have been sweet. Well, you know what? You probably, I mean, you've always been into conspiracies and stuff too, but I think with the uh, this show, it's kind of really piqued our interests or my personally, it's really escalated it. Yeah, the thing that really held me back was the fact that I'm lazy and when I, like on my days off, I just like to sit on my ass. <laughs> I don't like to go places. Hey, you and me both, dude. Yeah. So some of my bigger sources for this were, I don't usually mention them, but I feel like I should because I got a lot of really good info from these places. Obviously, Wikipedia, just like every time. Uh, the National Paranormal Society.org, uh, DarkTourist.com, MagicBohemia.com. There was also a like a really good source. So if you want to see what the castle and the chapel look like inside and out, I found a really good site with pictures and a video. And it also had some information in this uh, chick's blog. So it was amyscrypt.com. And the post was Portal to Hell Haunted Hushka Castle. And I'll try to remember to post that on Instagram. 
Okay. She had a really good video. She even caught up some E. That's where I was telling you how the person caught the EVPs. That's where uh, I heard the EVPs from, was this lady. Okay, well, uh, check out Amy's Crypt then. Her blog, you said? Yeah, it, it's a, uh, well, it's a video inside her blog. Okay, maybe she's been there or something, I assume. Maybe, is it her EVPs or just a collection of paranormal stuff? Oh, it's her there, and then it's a dude, like, filming her. Okay. Uh, they go they go around the grounds, and then they go inside the chapel and the castle. Well, hell yeah, Amy. I hope maybe you'll be a listener after after this episode drops. Now, Phil, do you have any personal theories of your own about what could be going on in this castle? Uh, there was a couple different sites that gave what it might be. Uh, I think the biggest one and the most common one that I saw was this could actually be like one of those openings in the earth, a chasm that has gas emanating from it, and this caused hallucinations. Oh, okay. I could definitely see that. Um, do you think the turned his hair white maybe could have just been an added uh, layer to the prisoner's tail, maybe to like spice up the story a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, that is known to happen like quite a bit where a story comes out. Maybe the dude got freaked out from the being lowered down in there and it just scared the fuck out of them. And then they elevated the story to jazz it up a little bit, put a little spice on it. Well, now that you've uh, said you might trip balls by going down in this hole, you know, there's going to be a shitload of grateful dead fans are going to try to break in there. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't an unusual thing. It happens all over the world. Probably the most famous one was uh, the Oracle at Delphi, the gas veins there caused hallucinations and the priestess known as the Pythia would give these really detailed. Well, according to some accounts, they were detailed according to other accounts, she would just babble. And then the priest would give the interpretation, but the, uh, the line of Pythia at Delphi would give basically all of the great Greek rulers for hundreds of years, their prophecies Mm. that was dedicated to Apollo. So, Imagine if our president gave us uh, instructions when he was just tripping balls. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's looking at the news. It's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, he's doing that's, it sober. So that's that's different. An, that's amphetamines. But yeah. po- supposedly, <laughs> allegedly, of course. <laughs> but if you've ever seen the movie 300, there was that dancing chick when. Uh, the Oracle. his name? Yeah, the Oracle. But the Trojan. Leonidas, the main character leonidas yeah he went and saw the oracle on the mountaintop and yeah it was that one okay well uh if uh if awesome amy the blogger hears the show and wants to email us or anybody else about their feelings or if somebody's ever been there please fucking contact us where can they do that phil oh yeah that'd be awesome you can get a hold of us at subliminal d podcast at gmail.com you can also hit us up on our instagram subliminal deception podcast which is on ig we've actually gotten a shit ton of really good comments listeners have uh it really started with that dear david story so thank you everyone for all of that uh we also have our own personal ones mine's sd pod phil i am actively using it now now that i'm uh shut in hopefully released soon cody you've got a couple yeah you can follow my personal instagram at cody zabub uh i've been really into the collecting crazy people's comments from uh, reddit 
uh, yes, involving conspiracy and whatever. And I always tag Phil in him because he needs to enjoy in the laughter with me. So, yeah, give me a follow and uh, watch me troll people. Uh, otherwise, if you are into true crime or paranormal or whatever, check out my other podcast at Bumblebub Podcast. Uh, you can probably find out whatever you're listening to Subliminal Deception on. Uh, the last thing we need you to do is to log in iTunes, leave the show five-star review, preferably written, write whatever the hell you want in there, doesn't really matter. Uh, if you're a Spotify user, just hit that follow button and you'll always be notified when we drop a new episode. Uh, other than that, Phil, this was a fantastic journey into a very weird world where I personally would love to have time-traveled and seen... What the fuck was going on in that hole in the six or 1300s, I should say. Otherwise, guys, we're going to hit you up next week with our next conspiracy or whatever we decide to cover. So thank you very much, Phil. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. 